Hey, this is Julia, and welcome back to Aquarian Times. So thanks for being here today. Uh, today is December 16th, uh, 2021, and this is episode 68. So today I wanted to talk about, um, again, in my business, uh, Yoga to Light Your Path, I work with um, originally... Uh, was a yoga teacher. Uh, so I do yoga consults. I also studied Ayurveda. And so I do like a wellness um, health kind of assessment, uh, working with the Ayurvedic system and the five elements and your dosha, if you've heard of that, which is your um, elemental imbalance. Um, and again, I do tarot, tarot readings and life coaching. So that's what I do. And so I wanted to talk about an Ayurvedic concept today. Um, I am very aware that Ayurveda in the West is, it's new um, to a lot of people. A lot of people are not familiar with it. So I want to invite you to go and back if you want to go listen to um, episode 48. I talk, I focus on what I, you know, do in an Ayurvedic consult and what that's about and some of my studies there, some fundamentals and basics around Ayurveda. Um, Ayurveda translates as the science of life. It's an East Indian companion health science to the yogis. So if you're interested in yoga, you know, most likely you found it through the asana practice, which is the postural practice. And of course, um, that's one aspect of your life, right? How to take care of your physical body through, um, you know, through exercises. Uh, of course, asana, the, the postural practice is only one of the eight limbs of yoga. So there's all these other aspects that when we talk about yoga, we are working with. And if you did not know, because a lot of people don't, yoga is actually, the aim is to help you with your mind, not your body. Um, although, of course, they're, the, you know, it's the same thing. But of course, we can have a nice, quote unquote, nice body, <laughs> or a fit body, and our mind can still be a mess. Um, and I, I mean that with all due <laughs> respect. Um, but I mean, our mind can be troublesome and um, cantankerous or who knows all the things that our minds can be, we can still have a, a body that quote unquote, you know, we work on and, and feels, uh, you know, functional and fit and all that stuff. But we can be suffering with our mental state and our mental patterns. And the idea truly with yoga practice is we get to know our mind, we get to, we work with our mind. Um, and again, that is through practices such as um, through the asana, the postural practice, through pranayama, through um, observances um, in our ethical values. Um, and this is, again, if you go, if you study yoga, you are familiar with the yamas and the niyamas. These are um, things that we need to abstain from or need to cultivate in order to have a healthy mind and therefore a healthy, um, you know, heart <laughs> um, or have a, you know, integrated mind-body system that helps us to function well in the world and feel more at peace, which is the, you know, um, 
I think the aim is to feel more peaceful, right? As a human, um, to make peace with our reality, to make peace with ourselves, our past, our limitations, all the things. Um, and so, and then of course, yoga includes meditation and, um, you know, mental focus. And, um, so you can, maybe I'll do an episode on the eight limbs of yoga at some point soon. Um, it's, it's pretty basic, but a lot of people are not aware of it. So, okay. All that to say that that's yoga, right? That's the practice of yoga. Um, it's, it's pretty comprehensive, but it's aimed at truly, again, mental peace, or um, as they say, uh, um, calming the um, the mind or the mind stuff, um, the fluctuations of the mind. So that's what we're trying to heal with our yoga practice. Um, and... So, um, as you know, (laughs) there's many aspects of life, right? So you can have that part dialed in, but what about, what about your physical body? And what about, um, you know, how you eat and how, and how much sleep you need and, um, you know, optimal conditions for your health. So there's, there's way more to our health than just taking care of of our mind and just taking care of our, um, our physical practice. So, yeah. So basically that's where Ayurveda comes in is to understand a more holistic perspective of your, your body system, right? That's going to help you, um, attain optimal health and attain and maintain because as we know it's the daily practices and that's what ayurveda is all about is your daily practices that can ensure you health in your life so again your practices around um consumption um either food or anything right um your exercise consumption <laughs> how much you um consume, you know, around that and as well as, um, your mental life. So, all right. So today I want to talk about the concept and I'm sort of, um, I'm calling this, this episode, the importance of place, Prakriti versus Vikriti. Okay. So we're going to unpack this and these are Sanskrit words, Prakriti and Vikriti. These are fundamental concepts in the Ayurvedic, um, you know, cosmology. And um, so I'm going to break them down for you today. So when I talk about the importance of place, so what I want to kind of get at today is the difference between your nature which is something you're born with, which is your, which is in your blood, which, which, you know, can be tempered with, but does not change fundamentally. It's the way you're wired. Um, it again, it can be tempered. Um, so think of, right. Like say if you have really, um, a lot of heat, right. That can be tempered with cooling practices, right. Um, cooling breath, breathing, cooling, um, 
you know, uh, even cooling yoga instead of heating yoga. So we all, we always want to work with tempering our, in Ayurveda, it's called gunas. So they're qualities, um, to find balance with the opposite. So again, we're too hot. We want to cool down. We're too cold. We want to warm up. We're too wet. We want to dry out. We're too dry. We want to moisturize. Okay. Those are the basics in Ayurveda, um, around the qualities. And then there's more, um, nuanced, um, qualities within those that I would get into more if we were working on your particular constitution. So, so the idea again, and this is where the mind can confuse things. Um, I have been, Again, I'm a I'm a I'm a witnesser. <laughs> I like I wit I'm a ob- observer observer of the mind, right? I observe my mind and I observe collectively what I how I witness other people's minds. Um, I find it interesting and fascinating, and you know if we can pull ourselves back to observe we are not in the throes of our complex or our neurosis or our, you know, whatever it is, um, situation, right? So there's lots of ways that the mind can uh, be incorrect. I hope you've discovered this by now, that your mind is not always um, telling you the truth. Uh, and it really, it depends, there's a gradation of ways that the mind can trick us or um, lie lie to us, um, you know, or just basically be off, right? Spot off, as they say, instead of spot on. <laughs> so how is that so? You know, the thing is, is we can believe things about reality that aren't true. And again, this is could go, I could go into another episode around our Akashic records and you can go back. I've um, talked about the Akasha and in a while ago, previous um, episodes, but basically we come in with these contracts and beliefs, you know, where we can literally believe things that are quite ludicrous. If we, um, you know, if we look back on our lives, we can think of things that we once believed that we don't believe are true anymore. And it's kind of bizarre that we ever thought that was real, right? That we thought it was true. And um, some of it is based on complete, um, I don't know, it untruth. Like the example that comes to mind is like flat earth, right? Like the earth is not flat, but some people believe that it is. And if you are under such a fallacy that, you know, you believe something that is absolutely not true, it can skew your whole reality, right? And until you correct these misbeliefs or these misunderstandings, or sometimes they're just deliberate um, miscomprehensions, right? You will, your system, your compass will be off, right? And you will not actually be able to see what is real because what you believe is true is false. <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's pretty, it can get pretty deep, right? So one thing, you know, I really want to dispel is the idea that you take yourself with you wherever you go, 
which is absolutely true. You do. You take yourself with you. You take your nat- it, That's where your nature comes in, and that's your prokriti. So I talked about two different um, concepts. One is prokriti, and one is vikriti. So your prakriti in Ayurveda is your birth pulse. Okay, it's prakriti translates as nature. Your nature does not change your fundamental nature. That's also true with our astrology and our natal chart. Right, we we are wired a particular way, and that's our prakriti. It's our nature. You know, it's our again our doshic imbalances. Like we have a lot of earth in our chart, for instance. And that means that we will be wired to have a lot of earth element, which will um, show up in certain ways and that we can work with it, but it fundamentally is part of us and perhaps not something that we can shift, more something we need to accept about ourselves and work with. And uh, you can do spiritual practices around that with yourself, forgiveness practices, acceptance practices, self-love, etc. Um, so that's really important to understand that, you know, certain things you're not going to change about yourself. Um, and no matter what you do, right? So like, say, for instance, you know, that my hair is, is brown, right? I mean, I could dye my hair, but fundamentally my hair is brown. It's not going to change unless it turns gray, right? And same with my eye color, right? There's just things that I can't magically change about myself. And that's important to understand. That's our prakriti. And again, it's, it's, in, our, it's in our blood. It's in our bloodline. Um, and that's, you know, important to accept. And that's called, you know, coming to terms with reality, which is really important on our healing path, is to understand how to contend with what's real, right? What's true. Um, so, Again, there's maybe an idea that you take yourself with you wherever you go. And what can that do? That can discourage you from trying new things, from changing your location, from moving, from um, exploring, again, different elements. Like, um, say, you know, trying Ayurvedic practices like um, like say taking baths or something like you would think, oh, well, I'm just the same. I'm, I'm, nothing can change me. Um, I take me wherever I go. I take myself wherever I go. And, um, I'm impervious to being affected by my environment. So that's one way to view life. And that's, um, fundamentally that's, it's a stuck viewpoint, right? That's, it's not true. The point is, there's a concept in an Ayurveda that we call Vikruti. So Vikruti is your current state of balance or disbalance. And that is based on all the factors in your current experience. Your location, the weather, the relationships you have in your life, right? behavioral issues uh, with your, your family of origin or your friend, your friends or your work situation, right? It includes your diet. It includes your health routine, right? All of these things create your vikruti, which is your current state 
you know, coupled with your property, coupled with what's already there, you're balancing those two things, right? What you already have to work with and then what you're doing in your present life that's creating your elemental conditions. Again, hot, cold, wet, dry, earth, fire, water, air, and ether. Those are the five elements. So we're working with that template. And the point is to understand that absolutely our vikruti is variable. So, you know, you could live in one part of the country. And I actually, I had an experience with, in a Facebook group, um, diagnosing someone. It was very haphazard. I, you know, someone was saying that they had lupus and they were talking and they were, they, they lived in a very human environment. I think it was like North Carolina or something, South Carolina. I don't remember, but I asked them, are you living, do you live in a, human environment and you actually need to live in a dry environment because your environment is exacerbating your lupus, your swelling. And they were like, wow, that's very true. (laughs) So we can think, oh my God, it's all me. It's, I should take different supplements or I should, you know, you know, I, I need to change something about myself, but actually your place, and I'm, I'm specifically talking about place, you know, in this episode, although I'm talking about all these other factors too, to understand that it, when you change your place and your environment, and again, that could be your work environment, that could be where you hang out, you know, where you go for breakfast. I mean, you, you may think again, oh, it's me. It's not my environment. And maybe you were told that by somebody, maybe by a psychologist, maybe by your parents, you know, they you were told, no, you know, you need to change yourself. Well, I'm here to tell you from an ancient wisdom perspective of Ayurveda, that there is such a thing called Vikruti, and it is your environment. And when you change it, you will change. Okay. So this is very important. This is very empowering. It's important to understand. And it's a way, you know, it can obviously, um, it can get easy to get stuck in situations. Well, you know, um, whether it be relationships, whether it be job, a job that you don't like, whether it be a place that you live that you don't like, right? It can be easy to say this is, it's too much trouble you know, to get out of this relationship, right? It's too much trouble to switch my job, even though, you know, I just don't feel good when I go there. Or I just don't feel good where I'm living. Or I just don't feel good in this relationship. So that's your indicator. And sometimes we can, things can go on for so long that we get used to that not feeling good feeling. And then we turn off our sort of, um, our radar for basically our intuition for what's telling us what is good for us and what isn't. And the point is, this is my point, that you, your being is a, is a light being, okay? Your natural essence is being a being of light. There are optimal conditions for you to thrive that exist, they exist. 
Now, again, due to your property, which could be heavily laden, you know, you could come in with, and I'm just going to give a, a really in, sort of an intense example. You come in with, say, alcohol poisoning from, say, your mother who drank while you were pregnant. Okay, that, that happens. That's going to greatly affect your health. That's not something that you had control over or can necessarily change in your system. You could come in addicted to, you know, drugs as a child because of your your mother and the pregnancy, um, how she handled the pregnancy or what she, you know, had in her own life even before the pregnancy. These are all things you can't quote unquote control when you come in with this, Im- these imbalances in your blood. Okay. So yes, you're at a disadvantage in the sense of, of finding that state of health. There are things that like you may need to go through a detox. You may need to change your diet. You may, I mean, you may end up having, and again, I'm not a medical doctor, um, but you may end up having some kind of situation that needs, um, ongoing care, right? That you need to tend to. That's only through doing those things will you feel good. So yes, we can, it's very diverse what we can be dealing with. But the point is if you don't feel good on a regular basis, it's time to do some investigating. And, you know, maybe try an elimination diet if it's your physical body. And if, you've, if it's your mood, maybe it's an elimination, again, this certain friend makes me feel a certain way that doesn't feel good. Or ever, you know, this job, or again, your location. So the point is that it can take a lot of work to heal. I mean, we have to take, sometimes we have to take a lot of inconvenient steps to get to our optimal situation. And the sad, the frustrating thing is we often don't even know, like if that next thing is going to be our optimal thing. So again, that's what the sensitization practices are about. Yoga, um, self-care practices is to get quiet and still enough where you can hear that still voice inside of you that knows what you need, that knows who you are, what's best for you, and what would be optimal for you. So once we become laden with other people's thoughts, toxins from our food, and our own disillusionment around what makes us happy, we can absolutely create a thick veneer where we, we just don't, we don't know who we are anymore. We don't know what we need. We don't know, again, what it would take to make us feel good. The point is, is this is your life's work, I believe. This is our life's work. If you're not already there in a place where you feel like you're thriving, which some people are there, and they've either, again, came in with uh, their property was a lot, um, you know, in their favor, cleaner, uh, more pure. I mean by saying, you know, less um, laden with burdens and chemicals and the, you know, hormones and the things that create the imbalances and in, in those of us who have them that are very um, noticeable or at least have to be treated in our lives, right? So we can see those people. They, you know, have a easier way of moving about 
their lives sometimes. Um, they're not dealing with specific burdens. But if you come in with them, my view is that your job, if you want to feel good, which again is not everybody's goal, I think it's really the truth of who we are is we want to feel good. Um, and then, you know, we can get into self-sabotage and other things. And that's further and further away from where we want to be. And we can get more and more deluded about what we really want and who we really are. So it's a quite a spectrum, right? And a scale of, you know, from health to non-health. But the point is, is to keep trying to find that place that that feels like it's alive that feels like it's thriving that feels happy it's about how you feel not how you think you feel not how you should feel not how somebody else thinks you should feel not how you were told to feel <laughs> it's really about tuning in and saying how do i feel and optimizing uh, ways that can help you get to better and better feeling states. So that's really my topic today. I just wanted to talk about the difference between your nature, your prakriti, um, and your vikriti, and just letting you know it's a real thing. Because again, I know there's a fallacy out there, as I mentioned, where you know, you, you know, you get dealt cards and that's it. But I don't believe that. I believe, and again, leaning on the wisdom of these ancient traditions, is when you tinker with things, you tinker with place, you tinker with diet, you tinker with all sorts of things, colors, you know, even if you take different colors and decide, oh, I want to wear, like I always wear this color, but what if I try this color? Oh my God, I feel so different, right? When I wear this color that I never would have thought of wearing. So... The idea is your vicarity, your current um, circumstances can greatly change your feel, your feeling state and work with um, getting you closer or further from your true self and the, the place that would thrive. So I hope this made sense. This is a little windy today. But um, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to address them. Uh, I do I read consults with people they're they're like health and wellness um it's like an intake it takes two hours it's an intake it's a holistic uh look at at you and including you know body mind spirit um and you know trying to address what what's off in the picture for you and where to adjust your your health um you know your state of health and how we can work with that um I do those their two-hour sessions, and you can find me at juliaburnbaum.com. Uh, again, life coaching, tarot readings, and yoga as well. So please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to um, see how I could help you and what you're needing uh, right now to get into your best alignment. There's a lot of factors, and it's a busy world, and... Um, but it's possible to feel better. And I believe that that's really what makes life worth living. And uh, we all want to find that. We all want to get closer to that. So thanks again for tuning in and uh, see you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>